Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, ironradio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiology and nutrition professor of about 15 years, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. This is Phil Stevens. I am a coach of Strength of Deep. I'm a powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, training for a boxing match, and geez, a, a bunch of other stuff. This is Dr. Mike T. Nelson. I run Extreme Human Performance, my own business, teach for Globe University, other stuff for Eat to Perform, MPI, and I'm snowboarding here in Whistler, Canada. Ooh, you're like the globe yeah. trotter, man. I know, man. Yeah. You're like Maybe me got a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to ski down a mountain here in about a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. I did yesterday, day one, and <clears throat> we're headed off to the top to have some breakfast and hopefully get some first tracks. So pretty excited. Wow. All right. Well, let's... Uh... You can just slip out as you need to as we continue yeah, on. Yeah. I, yeah, that's that's cooler than this. <laughs> yeah. I'll break a leg. So. Yeah, right. It was no snowboard. Doubt. The worst yeah. injury I just probably, well, I busted my ankle before. Anyway. Stay away from trees. All righty. Hey, it is episode 350. I can't believe it. Um, yeah, I was going to mention that. I looked up on, you know how it has like, just this day nine years ago. And uh, in 2009 it said, just finished the first radio show mm. today. So Whoa. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was thinking about this. In two more episodes, I know it won't be an even number, but <clears throat> there's 300, no wait, there's 356 days in a year? I can't remember. In a couple more episodes, we'll have enough Iron Radio that people can listen daily for a year straight and still not get yeah. through it all. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, all right. Awesome. Well, I guess maybe in honor of that, then, one of the things we're going to talk about in the topic today is podcasting in general. You know, why do we do it? We'll give some people behind the scenes. If there's somebody out there who feels like they really have something to offer, they can pick up some tips. We're not going to give you a comprehensive guide on how to podcast. In fact, some of the things we do, uh, because we started uh, back in 2009, uh, are a little bit archaic now, to be honest. But we, I'm setting my ways with the behind the scenes stuff. And But let's get some news first. Strength and Muscle Sport News. Uh, these are almost humorous, both of them in a way, or at least um, they'll create some conversation. Uh, well, this first one wasn't humorous for the guy that happened. Uh, it happened to. It says, man who loves raw beef found to host 6.2 meter tapeworm. Oh, boy. Oh. Anthony Joseph wrote this, um, just did. Uh, I got this through labroots.com. It says, a 38-year-old Chinese man suffering some issues with his stomach, nausea, iron deficiency, etc. He went to the hospital when the uh, symptoms got really bad. Um, they took a t- stool sample and saw tapeworm egg. And after questioning, he said he, it was a very important detail. He really loved to eat raw beef, and he ate it regularly. So um, they gave him the drug uh, Praziquantel, not familiar, but and a laxative to, quote, help blast the tapeworm out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine pulling, you know, being on the back end, pulling this uh, almost 20-foot-long tapeworm out of this dude? Literally oh. the back end. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh. So it says, when it was removed, he regained his appetite, you know, all of his symptoms resolved, etc. It says tapeworms are flat-like in appearance. Uh, they can live in the digestive tract for years before they cause problems and go undetected. Yeah, but it says one of the ways, of course, you can contract that is eating raw beef. And we've actually warned people before about, like, when you eat, especially ground beef like burger if they're really rare you've ground in the a lot of stuff down into the meat and and i don't know it's a little sketchier than having a a nice steak that's just pink in the middle you know but um yeah and it says also through unsanitary transmission of fecal matter to the digestive system and it sounds really gross but you see that in food service and um, agriculture and stuff sometimes people are not washing their hands you know and bad things happen so I don't know. That's a possible possible drawback to the meat cleanse. <laughs> if people are... Speed it up, maybe. 
Yeah, unless they just make sure they cook it all. That's so. the final day. That's day 30. You get the flush. Yeah. That's tapeworm day, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, the tapeworm just comes out with everything else, you know, yeah. as it pushes yeah. out like toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this next one, I, I sometimes think of uh, Phil when uh, I read this sort of stuff because, Phil, you'll um, – you know, you'll call a spade a spade. If a study comes out where you're just like, really? You know, like, do you need a study for that? How much money did that cost, fellas? You know, exactly. uh, this is um, physical exercise, a spectrum of health benefits. So this is also through Lab Roots by Kara Marker. And again, the authors are just uh, little health bloggers, you know, but it says you don't have to be a marathon runner in order to benefit from physical exercise, a new study says. Mm. <laughs> Tell me more, right? <laughs> The Journal of the American College of Cardiology uh, had a new uh, study uh, published. It talks about the spectrum of physical activity and how it can benefit your health in different ways. Uh, the greatest benefit is simply to exercise, says editor-in-chief uh, Valentin Fuster, who's an, an MD, PhD. So I don't know. Do we need a mud fud uh, to tell us that exercise is helpful? And again, maybe I'm mocking. I don't mean any disrespect to this guy, but really? Um Scientists considered both volume and intensity of aerobic exercise in this study. So as I read that, I thought, oh, maybe we're getting somewhere, right? Maybe there's some new insights as to the volume intensity spectrum when you do programming. Not so much. Um, they said moderate to vigorous exercise decreased cardiovascular disease. Okay, great. All right. Good. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Now <laughs> – and maybe this is their spin because usually when you go to publish, and Mike, you know this, but they'll say, yeah. why is this important, right? You have to impress upon the reviewers. Why is this a contribution to the literature? Because this doesn't seem to be. Um, Michael Scott Emery, uh, MD, co-chair of the Sports and Exercise Cardiology Council, believes that the media has, quote, embraced the idea that exercise may harm the heart and disseminated this message, thereby diverting people's attention away from the benefits of exercise. I haven't heard anything about I that. I don't think the media – I don't know. Do you, am I missing something? Is there some big buzz in the media that exercise hurts your heart? No, I, I haven't heard anything. I've heard I nothing. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of media, but – Well, I mean, the only thing – I guess the only thing I've heard of with that is, like, extreme runners. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Yeah. It says the new study aims to promote that physical activity is a key factor in cardiovascular health. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I can almost not believe that I'm reading this. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, it's almost like I think this um, Dr. Emery, he's maybe he's cherry picking or overemphasizing some of the some media blurb he mm. he heard. So he's got a reason to publish this paper. I don't know. I don't think we need a study in 2016. <laughs> you know, that it tells you exercise is good. Is heart healthy. Yeah. 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 Good thing the Cooper Clinic didn't do all that work years ago. <laughs> I, I was really hoping they'd go into something about, you know, there has been a trend, I think, at conferences lately that maybe intensity is one of the most important things that we underemphasized in the past. Yeah. You know, um, high intensity interval training or, you know, the kind mm -hmm. of conditioning that a lot of, uh, frankly, a lot of powerlifters, strongmen do, it kind of fits in that aggressive and then rest, aggressive and then rest. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's getting a lot of positive attention. But there was nothing like that. It's just moderate to intense exercise helps your heart. So. Mm. Shocker for Iron Radio listeners yeah. right there. Yeah. Moving at some speed will help you. Right. Mm. Yeah. Moving good. <laughs> and, you know, now I admit science is stepwise, and sometimes it moves, it's a game of inches, and I've said this before. You know, you got to document it so you can move on. But I don't see anything there no. that's, right, yeah. that's documenting yeah. anything to move on. Yes. It's beating a dead horse. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, anybody listening to this podcast must already know that, that exercise is good. <laughs> Yeah. You know, team be listening here. <laughs> Otherwise, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Okay. Oh, well, that's all I've got. Any news? I got, I got one. Yeah, and it's from the Iron Radio listeners page. Because, well, me and a buddy were talking, and then we put this on the Iron Radio listeners page. Basically, it's they wanted me to choose an animal a week, and then I have to explain on the show... If I would fight it in a death match, and what, if any, equipment would I need? Okay. So, I thought you were going to say to eat a different animal every week to eat. Well, but. no. There's been this ongoing discussion with me and my wife about how I think if I fought a koala bear, I could, you know, I could kick its butt. And she thinks koala bear would kill me. I'm like, man, I would fight that thing naked. 
you know, uh, okay. I would take out this wall. <laughs> so I went further from there. So I let the Iron Radio listeners choose, and it just it, it exploded. It blew up. So I'll just start at the top. I mean, there's everything from freaking Komodo dragons on down. Oh, that'd be so I figured I'll just start at the top. Okay. The first one was a moose. Uh, oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> a grown one? A grown male? Yeah, like a, a grown moose. Oh, yeah, that'd be rough, animal. buddy. Yes, I know. I ran into one. <laughs> My first thing on this would be, is it an American moose or a Canadian moose? Because Canadian moose, they're probably like the people. They're a lot more kind. They'll be like, sorry, eh? No, sorry to take <laughs> away. I'll just mosey on, eh? Whereas so, <laughs> an American moose will be all you know, pissed off and mean and uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I think it has a lot to do with uh, yeah. like breeding season and stuff. I hear that their testosterone gets so high that they're just out of their brains yeah. with testosterone. Maybe some of our listeners can yeah, identify. Exactly. <laughs> I ran into a moose once, and that's one of the most scariest things I've ever done. I was alone on a hike, and this moose jumped up, and he was not happy. And yeah, you're I, in his I, territory. I had to go through trees, and you know, basically I stayed between trees that were smaller than his freaking antlers until I was away from him. <sighs> I don't know what I'd need aside from a gun. You know, to safely battle one. Yeah. Uh, maybe a really big sword. A sword, maybe, yeah. No, and then your only hope is to knock off those big, huge legs. See, yeah, you'd have to really uh, know where to hit them. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's too much mass there, you know, and, and it's just going to get angrier like the Hulk, I think, yeah. if you're just cutting it. You know? there, I mean, it's like a really big cow on long legs. Yeah, yeah it's just big. Just tons of flanks of meat <sighs> that you'd have to uh, hack through. That'd be bad. It. I'd rather take on like a... I'd go for a gator before I went for a moose or something. At least I got a chance to jump on its back. Moose are big. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Sure. Not friendly. So This is actually funny. What else you got? Other animals? Oh, there's a ton. A giant anteater? I have no clue. But, I mean, if those things are anything like possum, which I'm guessing they are, I mean, they're just probably tough because you're talking about, like, a large rodent that lives around, you know, they live in Africa and stuff. So they have to, on the daily, deal with, like, hyenas and lions and crap. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it definitely wouldn't be like the koala. Like the koala, I'm, I'm, I'll do a death match naked. I'd need some kind of. Yeah, I would think you'd get scratched up or bit up a little, but you know, uh, you could apply a serious bat, uh, choke lock on him. That. But yeah, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll think about these more in depth, and we'll come with one every now and again. And there you go. Okay, yeah, we'll spread them out. Us. That'd be tough, but we'll go into Whoa. that. Thing. I'm sorry. What was it? A walrus. Oh, oh, dude! I don't know about that. <laughs> let me, let me, let me think on some of these. I think I could take an anteater with with a baseball. Yeah, your equipment choice would be key. Yeah, yeah. and that's the deal. And well, and the whole the whole conversation. This was like an hour long conversation. Was I have to choose equipment that doesn't give me like a total unfair advantage? There needs to be a chance that I can lose. Oh yeah, you can't have a tank, you know. Yes, so that's where it, it, it takes some thought. <laughs> yeah, make it close, you know, yeah. worth watching. Exactly. Like a whole koala, I think it's pretty even. You know, I mean, they're just, honestly, I'd probably need to give the koala a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, though. I think we have this image of koalas that's probably all like a stuffed animal, and they're probably a little bit tougher than maybe we think. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm, I, I don't think I'd come out unscathed. I mean, I think you piss off any animal. Or they're afraid for their life. They're going to do anything they can. Well, you know, this is actually good. This continue. This whole episode is going to be some lighter fare. <laughs> the news was a little silly. This is silly. Yeah. And you know, I this actually reminds me of two things. One, we were hiking up in uh, we were in the Canadian Rockies, and I was with a guy. He was an academic, and he was scared to death about grizzlies. You know, and I made a crack about you know. I'll take him. You know, of course, I'm just joking, and, but I'm really playing the playing the part. You know, he's like, "No way! It'll it'll do this to you. It'll do that to you. You can't even get up a tree. It'll follow you." And and I'm just continuing the bravado, and he's kind of buying it. You know, but uh, it did make me think about that. And, and in class, uh, what I'll often tell people is, you know, human beings were so badly equipped. I mean, we have no poison, we have no fangs, you know, oh, yeah. no claws. I mean, what one of the best things we have? I mean, obviously, other than gray matter you know than having big brains is adaptability you know you can become more like the crocodile and yeah. become anaerobic you can become more like a hummingbird and build those mitochondria but man we're going to pale in comparison even with the adaptability probably which is why that equipment is going exactly. to be so important and exactly and that's one of the things we went into is like well what can the animals use i was like well i can use anything man-made and the koala can use anything koala made <laughs> that's right <laughs> damn right <laughs> There, there it is. Go. 
and that's our advantage. <laughs> a little free bastard's got to make one. Yep, that's yeah. why we are, you know, where we are as a species. Yeah, you know, our, our, our adaptability and our brains and you know Absolutely. things like that. Yeah, it's almost a study. It's like a microcosm of evolution in general. You know, why are humans more yeah. or less on I mean, top? And that's one of the toughest ones. The ones that scares me is, I mean, I I'm a diver. I'm a scuba diver and everything else, but water, like big water, is still pretty frightening to me. Because we're just, you're out of your element. You know, if, oh, if, yeah. if, if a shark or a killer whale or something wants to eat you, you're just, well, you're done. You know? Right. You know, yeah, choose your playing field. Exactly. Because like, yeah. I'm not fighting anything in water. Well, not to be bad. fair, drag a shark onto land and you're going to have a pretty well, easy yeah, time exactly. with him. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Sit there and laugh at him, throw pebbles at it. You know, <laughs> throw pebbles. So getting it on land part, but maybe a start. Yeah, that'd be hard. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to break quickly because I know that Dr. Nelson's going to be skiing and whatnot. So uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, behind the scenes at Iron Radio, uh, episode 350, making podcasts in general. Hey, listeners, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry. If you've ever had anyone critique you Uh, on your protein intake as part of your weightlifting lifestyle. Oh, you poor meathead. All that extra protein is going to rot your kidneys or weaken your bones or dehydrate you or give you gout or who knows what. Uh, There is a book available. You could simply Google CRC Press and Lowry. And what I've done is reach out to experts all over the world and create a book, a single compendium that you can hold up and say, this is why I consume extra protein. This can be very valuable when you're um, being quote-unquote educated uh, by various professionals on the topic. Uh, There's an enormous amount of literature in this book on the safety, uh, the effectiveness, how protein works in cells, the history of protein and weight trainers, uh, much more. So again, please check out CRC Press and Protein and Lowry. You can just Google that. And uh, I do, full disclosure, I do make a small single-digit royalty on the book. But that's not why I did it. I did it so we can all have something, uh, our particular population, uh, to both defend what we do and to inform our nutrition and our eating. Thanks. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry. And on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, We'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, You can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, It's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook – Uh, That would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website, and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. Like your weekly fix of Iron Radio? In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once-per-week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. Welcome back to Iron Radio. Here with Dr. Lonnie Lowry, Coach Phil Stevens, and we're going to talk a little bit about the behind the scenes of creating a podcast. As Lonnie was saying at the intro, we're up to over almost seven years now, so yep. three hundred and fifty episodes. That's crazy. It's actually really hard for me. I was tracking our growth in the first couple of years, and it was it was huge. Like we started with a handful of listeners. I mean, really a handful. Um, and then, you know, several hundred percent growth like every six months. But that's that's almost misleading because, I mean, a hundred percent more than 15. <laughs> yeah, one to two doubles. <laughs> right. <laughs> Four to eight. Exactly. Exactly. 
But <clears throat> it did ramp up quite a bit, and I sort of lost track over 20,000 downloads a month. So Now, that's a month. That's not every week. But I think it's more than that, though, because we get more listener mails every week uh, than we did even a year ago. You know, and when we do little funds drives, I can see differences in the number of people that write in. So uh, it's it's over 20,000. Uh, but the reason it's so hard for us to track the analytics, if we have any IT people out there, is because some of this, the bulk of it goes through iTunes. But mm-hmm. And we can see the bandwidth leave our server, you know, like how many megabytes. That's kind of how I figure out how many megabytes divided by, you know, roughly, I don't know, 40 megs per episode or whatever it is. Uh, and try to figure out the total number of downloads that way. But for two years there, we had the Libsyn backup server, and I'd post stuff on our Facebook page uh, that pointed to different servers. You know, so it, you'd almost have to add all this up. And it, I'm, after a while, I'm like, you know, there's a, there's enough people that we're not wasting our time. You know, we're kind of helping the community, I think. Yeah. Um, all right, but let's start with this because Phil, this is a, a good question for you because obviously you and I were there at the very beginning, but. Um, why did we start Iron Radio? In the beginning, it was just, we wanted to put out information that wasn't crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really why it's we true. did it. It's true. It's true, dude. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the only real reason. And we decided from the start it was going to be free. It was going to be non, well, I guess as non-biased as individuals can be with their own opinions. Sure. Um, yeah. But not like biased as far as funded by by something other than our own, you know, will to do the show. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, that was my impetus a lot was that almost, it's a public radio style yes. format that listener supported is what I mean by that instead yeah. of, right. Cause almost everything in our field is immediately underwritten, usually by a dietary supplement company. And then after a short while, they want to control your content. Or even if they don't openly say that it's enough pressure, you know, that let's face it, they're businesses. Why else would they, yeah. Uh, you know, associate. And so to stay free of that, the listener supported mm-hmm. model is one of the only ways you can do that. And in fact, I've, I've read that before on different podcast, how to sites. And they're like, well, either a, you get sponsored or B you beg for money. And I'm like, well, okay. But I, I don't really like the, the idea of begging because we're talking about a community that's, you know, our supporters are either one-time donors or our ongoing $4 a month supporters. Uh, they're like, you know, this is, these guys bring news, uh, you know, events, uh, guests, that sort of stuff. And you're right. God, if you try to just wade through the Internet, I mean, forget about podcasts for a minute. Look at the Internet in general. Like YouTube is such a quagmire of profanity and obscenity. And I mean, there's some good stuff, but how do you even know where to look? And I think podcasts, if you look at business stuff, they have a much more loyal, uh, connected feeling listenership. You know, uh, well, and I think that's a you know, like you said with the YouTube and things. I have to monitor my eight-year-old daughter and what she watches, and a lot of it's loaded with just that. It's, and I'm not saying that we don't get profane at times, but usually it's like with somebody like Dave Tate or Wendell or something like that, and it just fits. <laughs> you right. know, it's right. It gives the feel of the guest. You know, it's not just profanity to be profane. Exactly. You know, it, it, it literally does give. Oh, okay, that's Jim. You know, that's just the way Jim or Jason or whoever talks. Right. It's their personality. Sometimes I would make a little, I I don't actually put the little E for explicit on iTunes, but I'll just put in the show notes, you know, caution, uh, what do I say? Potty mouth power lifters at work. You know, (laughs) it's just part of their personalities. And you're right. It's, it's quite different from like that sort of 12 year old. I just discovered the F bomb. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, if we were to edit any of those guys, number one, they probably wouldn't come on and it just wouldn't be them. You know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be realistic. Oh, it wouldn't even sound. I know. I actually tried. Yeah. Here's a behind the scenes. The first time, I think it was Jim. I yeah. set out to beep him. I thought in the editing phase, you know, because I sit there and edit it for like an hour, and I gave up. <laughs> I yeah. gave up. Hello. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing would just be beep, 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 and you wouldn't even be able to understand what he was saying. Yeah. You know, it's just funny. So after a while, I'm like, okay, well, you know, potty mouths at work. You know, because I know we have some listeners who said they've listened with their, you know, young teenage sons and that kind of stuff. And I don't want to be blamed for teaching them. I mean, guys, guys like uh, Wendler, yeah, Tate, Peg, these guys that teach whole new swear words to those young men. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. That's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we've given a good voice to people that just you don't hear a lot. I mean, even people like 
Bill Pearl. Where do you see? Uh, I mean, he's been lost. Yeah. In today's world. And what a shame because it's you such know, gold. You people like freaking Jillian Anderson that are on the TV daily, and then there's a gym like Bill Pearl sitting in his garage training at four in the morning, and nobody even hears about right. it. Right. What's more authentic? You know? Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, it's like giving a voice to some people that just don't get it. You know? Yeah. That, so. Yeah. And, you know, those people, you're right. I mean, we've had quite a few professors or what I would call industry people mm-hmm. uh, on the show. And a lot of our listeners might not even be familiar with some of these guys. Like, I just um, I just contacted Jeff Volick to be a guest. Hopefully he can do that. He's probably the authority, in my opinion, worldwide on low-carbohydrate diets. And he's a power lifter. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's the kind of stuff those guys – they're well known to the science community uh, for their nerd side, but yeah. isn't it cool that these guys? I mean, how many academics have we had on that that do some type of strength or muscle related, you know, competing? And it just bursts that stereotype. I love it. Well, and I mean, face it, even our our big time guests as far as strength sports goes, they're never going to get you know interviewed on ESPN or something something like that. You know, right. it's just not going to happen. They're they're big within a niche. You know, yeah. it's, it's yep. good to give them a, a, a greater voice, I bet, I guess. You know? Well, I think that's the benefit of podcast in general, right? You can, if you have rules like consistency or a certain level of production quality, uh, you can hit that super niche. I mean, you know, muscle and strength sports, like we said just a couple episodes ago, never going to be mainstream. No. You know, fitness to the mainstream, like you said, is Jillian Michaels. I can't even, I know, I can't even think about it for very long. I just start getting yeah. salty. Uh, yeah, and that's like, I mean, I was having this conversation with a uh, one of my clients, and he's like, you know, powerlifting's huge, and this and that. And I was like, man, you only see that because now social media. And you, who are you connected to? Other powerlifters via social media. If you look in my town, we have 150,000 people, roughly, and there's probably 35 or 40. Yes, exactly. I was like, it's still very small. Yeah. You know, whereas you go look at joggers, and there's thousands. Yeah, or right. whatever. Right. You know, it's still very niche. It just seems larger now that we're we're e- more easily connected. <clears throat> so. Yeah, and you know, it, it used to be physical events. Like, you know, you'd have to like show up at a powerlifting meet or even something big like the Arnold Classic or the Mr. Olympia. Yeah. But even then, I mean, you're talking about there might be thousands of people there, but they're drawn from all over the country over or the even world. the world. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. from all of their yeah, their little individual isolated communities, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. Gyms. So let me ask you this, Phil. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but uh, I watch a few, uh, a few webcasts or vidcast type things. And Kelly once said, "But you know, you've got a camera on your tablet and this and that, and you got a webcam. Why don't you guys do that?" I don't know. It just it changes it. Then then you have to, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> aside from just the editing and you know the the logistics and the it would be raw. Yeah, it'd be pretty raw. It, yeah, it's. I mean, then we have to get up. I can't just like right now. I can't wear what I'm wearing right That's now. That's why I'm laughing, <laughs> dude. Me too. That's me too. <laughs> I probably need to wake up a little earlier so I didn't look like I just woke up and had a half a cup of coffee and, and things like that. You know, yeah. we can just roll with it any time now. Even if I'm, you know, fighting a bad cold or something, I just look like hell. And right. It's like, yeah, let's roll with it. Well, and, and you know what, too? What now? If we were doing this like on site somewhere, that might be kind of cool, but. Yes. What they're going to see, they don't need to see, yeah, my, you know, um, blurry-eyed, bald head just bobbing there on the screen. I, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's not bringing anything to it. Exactly. I'm surrounded in my office by just junk. And it's like, oh, that's not neat, you know? Yeah, there's and nothing somebody like at. Mark, yeah, it does work. He has a, a place set up where they do it once a week, you know? Right. And so they shoot his, his, his podcast. Right. But, uh, you know, I think this works for us, and we can do it. There's a lot of distance between us. I mean, you're freaking in Ohio. I'm in Kansas. Mike's in Canada. And we're, we've been able to do it all over the globe. Yeah. You know, you've done stuff from Japan and everything else. And you know, we've done numerous episodes where one of us is driving in a car. You know, oh, yeah. Is, Absolutely. You know, and and with the very nature of how we do it, usually it's – I don't think people understand how much of a, a chore it is at times to just get some of our guests to get Skype. Oh, you know, I know. Let alone, you know, if I had to try to talk Ed Conan to get in a freaking video player on his computer, yeah, it's not going to work. Have him on? We no, would, we would have a lot less guests because it's a lot more pain in the butt. It's easy to say, man, 
Even if you just got a phone, we'll call you. That's true. That's one of those – the technical things I think if anybody's interested in setting up a podcast is uh, calling someone on a phone. And you can listen to our episodes where we do that. Sometimes we have no choice, you know, but it's much, much poorer quality, uh, yeah. even on, you know, smartphones. And, yeah, they got to have really Skype because uh, yeah. I've had people say, well, I have FaceTime on my, you know, Apple product. I'm like, no, it's got to be Skype. It's cause yeah. Skype to Skype, you know. Yeah. Uh, so if they're not on Skype, then that's that's kind of a problem. So you might have to ask, like, yeah, you're right. It's like, Ed, we're not going to ask to do that. But some nope. people I might say, can you download Skype? Give this a try, you know, and if you have a microphone on you, you know, or a headset. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's just the ease of it, and especially with the amount of guests. I mean, we don't have the funding to fly somebody out to then sit with us yep. on, behind a camera. You know, it's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Takes what we wanted to do from the original statement of unbiased, pretty much non-funded, you know, no BS news. You know, just possible. Yeah. Yeah, possible. Yeah. Without it, we wouldn't be able to. So. And you know what? I think as as much as time, or even more so. I mean, as much as money would be time. Uh, Phil, like me, I, I don't know if you write as much as you used to. I sure don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I don't have time, it might take yes. me. Like when I was writing for T Nation or like, uh, I mean, pick one. You know, I, I've written for most of the muscle magazines at one point. And it might be three hours on an afternoon and then you do it again for another three hours to polish it up, especially because I would always put references and try to make it, you know, quality stuff. And we can do this. We can impart a similar amount of information just with a conversation. Yes. It's just so much more efficient than trying to write. So if anybody ever thought, how come Larry doesn't write as much? I mean, I'm working on an article right now for the Training and Conditioning magazine. And even that is such a chore. I can barely squeeze in, you know, time on my Sunday uh, to do something like that. So this is just. I haven't haven't written anything new in a long time. And like you said, it's a lot easier to get these ideas out. Just, hey, we got an hour. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, at one point several years ago, it was part of my job. And that's when I wrote a lot. You know, part of my job was I had to write something new once every week. Mm-hmm. No, no so, doubt. Yeah. So I said outside that time. And, then, yeah. you know, I had made 300 freaking articles, yeah. you know, over a number of years. But uh, now it's like, I don't, between everything I do you know, and family and everything else. Yeah. And it's easier to come in here. And I don't know. It's more, in many ways, it's more authentic, you know, because we're just shooting at the hip. And, and bouncing ideas off of each other. And that's right. what and that's some of my favorite parts about going to seminars and events, even the Olympia and stuff like that, is that after hours time where, you know, you're sitting together with like minded people and you guys are all just shooting the shooting the breeze. Yeah. You know? There's no doubt. Uh, I, I think so much can it so much comes out of a conversation. Like you'll say something and it triggers me to think about something. Yes. You know, and that wouldn't even happen in an article. So it actually ends up being, I think, better. You know, yeah. as long as we can reach people. Yeah. Um, now, I don't want to go on a big thing about equipment and software and everything, but if anybody's ever interested, I could sure help you out. I, I, you go to YouTube, and there's just such a bunch of fools futzing around with how they – I mean, they've got multiple handheld recorders and this and that. And, Phil, you know damn well. I mean, I've had my problems with my mixing board here. It's never going to be smooth sailing, but you got to stumble forward and make mistakes. You know, one of the easiest ways, I think, to do it is just get Pamela – you know, which is that yeah. uh, Skype, it's embedded sort of um, with Skype, and you can record uh, with that, Yeah. you know. Um, but th- if you're going to do it at home, instead of getting totally crazy, th- th- I'll just leave it at this. Software-wise, Stereo Mixer is your friend. Almost all computers are built into one of their, the, you know, the graphics card, the, the motherboard, something, they have the ability to have a, a stereo mix, and that allows you to record uh, like with my mixing board and that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, that sort of thing. I mean, I edit the show with a program called Sony Acid. Uh, you, I think you can get it free uh, online with some of the older ones. I've got Acid 10 right now. but uh, So I record live into that. Phil du- duplicates the recording in Pamela because you will lose episodes and there's going to be nothing worse, you know, than spend an hour with Ed Cohn or Dave Tate or somebody or some, you know, high-end Nobel laureate, you know, professor, and then you lost it. Yep. So double record. Yep, double record everything. You know, even triple record. Mike started backing us up too. Yeah. Now when he's on. Yeah. And believe it or not, yeah, a couple of months ago, Phil and I both lost like half the show, and Mike had it. Yeah. Thank God. 
Yep. You know, just <clears throat> crazy. All right, how about this? Some more interesting. Any rules uh, to podcasting in the you know the power and muscle community? Do, do you have any rules that you try to stick to with Iron Radio? Like operational ones. Like I'll, I'll tell you, the one that I think of, and I know you agree with this, is consistency. Oh, yeah. You know. Big time. Consistency has shown up. And that's one thing we agreed on, me and you, from the start. Yeah. Because if we're yeah. going to do this, we have to do it every week. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things and why we've been successful. Um, yeah. Is that. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, the only one I try to stick to as far as like choosing guests is uh, I don't choose. Like if somebody is a, an overnight success and you know, I just heard about them, I, I usually won't go after them. You know, it has to be somebody that has some meat to them mm-hmm. and has been in the industry a while. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't want, you know, basically we try not to have guests on that are are going to waste our time. Well, there's so many fads in the fitness field, yes. you know. Yeah. Or people that are just coming on to sell. Well, and there's so many p- gold nuggets, like, like you said. Bill Pearl training in his garage or his barn. Yeah. Wow, that's that's you're really doing a service when you bring someone like that, you know, uh, to a new generation. Kind of yes. Thing. Uh, uh, yeah. No, uh, that's actually good. We have had some people on the, on the show that were guests in the past. We've actually gotten choosier and choosier. I think in our first year or two, we had a couple of people. I was, you know, we try to keep it positive, but, yeah. um, yeah, some people I'm not agreeing with everything they're saying. I'll tell you oh, that. Yeah. You know? Oh, Sure, I've had some that was like, wow, wish we didn't do that show. Right. Um, yeah. But what are you going to do now? They're not all solid gold, it's true. But when you do it every single week for almost seven years, yeah, jeez. Yeah. And, of course, after a while, after seven years, it's hard to get new guests. So then you start rehashing some old ones. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, Sarah Robles on the show again. Yeah. And things like that as she pushes to go to Rio for another Olympics. Well, you know what? It's a new story, though. You know, and I think yeah. that's the key. These people are, are – some of these people have so much depth. Like you said, quite the opposite of a fad. They've got so much experience and depth. Gosh, yes, you could bring them back on a couple of times. And, oh, yeah. You it's know, like, I mean, I mean, countless times we could probably have Bill Pearl on and, and Dave Tate and – Right, uh, right. You know, Dan John, and you know, there's and just pick a new topic. And I've actually, you know, know, this summer I'm going to reach out to some of the um, other guys I've seen on video casts and stuff too, like Boyer Cole. You know, some of the classic uh, bodybuilding legends and stuff. I think that'd be cool to have those guys on. Yeah, I mean, if Bill Pearl is any indication, but I think even among a lot of those guys, Bill's a quality act. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean, um, okay, uh, forums. Obviously, we use the Facebook forums, uh, not even forums, Facebook listeners page. Uh, I think a lot of listeners may know, but I get on. I don't get on Facebook. I dislike Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I'm on there once a week to post the direct link to our show. <laughs> the Iron Radio listeners part of Facebook is the only place I ever go. You know, uh, so I'm just so bad about that. But if you are interested in doing a podcast, it's a great way to have a forums uh, uh, set up. Now, it works though. Because we've got Phil kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just like with the choice of guests, you can't let the idiots just run. We've had a couple of times people were in there, and they had some pretty obvious like self-interest kind of things going on. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You, you just can't tolerate that shit. Nope. Yeah, we've, I mean, there's it's usually weekly, especially what it is, is <clears throat> whenever I go to, like I probably need to do it now, if I'm on our Facebook page and I go up here, and we've got 21 new requests to be members of the group. Okay. Yeah. And I have to go through all of those and look, and literally, it's it's a judgment call. You know, and a lot of it's looking at if you if I look at your name, like I can scroll down here now, and we've got, uh, Neham Koham LDP. He's a member of four hundred and eighty-five groups. Yeah, you're blocked. You know? <laughs> I see. Yeah. Oh, that we got James Keegan. He's been on Facebook for three years. He's a member of two groups. You're approved. Right. You know? Right. Gotcha. So it's and then, but still, some get through, and next thing you know, it's oh, I'm James. Come buy muscle supplements from me. Yes. Right. Thrown in and take for twenty nine ninety five. Okay, you got to go. Yeah. Things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's our group does a pretty good job of. You know, policing itself, self-monitoring. Too. Yeah. Yes. So, and I mean, it's it's so the day of social media, you got to have that stuff. I mean, my Facebook page, I'll be the first to admit it to everybody, it is marketing. It really is. It's it, you know, yeah. It's all about. I mean, yeah, I stay connected with friends too, but it's largely to put. I can easily put what I want to say out there 
in a matter of seconds. Right. You know, and everybody can stay in touch with everybody else. And then I can also, I can easily converse with our members about stupid things like me battling koala bears naked. (laughs) (laughs) Things like that. Right. You know, it's true. got some humor to it. I only use Facebook for the Iron Radio listeners thing, and I only tweet about what I would consider industry-related things. I don't know how else to call it, you know, nutrition, training, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, right, students or other people, they know how they could reach me because I've got a personal Facebook page, Mm -hmm. you know, as well. But, um, yeah, it's just that kind of stuff. It's just funny how that works. Uh, Future plans. For Iron Radio, let me just offer a few things that I've been talking about, and I'm going to bounce these off of Phil, of course. But uh, we have a longtime listener, and he's actually a former student of mine, Sean, and I mentioned him recently. But I think we're going to have Sean come on every couple of episodes. We'll, we'll just maybe we'll call him Sean the Intern. I've seen this on a couple of uh, like you know tech related cable channels and stuff. They'll get an intern and give him a little bit of time, but. Uh, He's going to help with a new newsletter. I think uh, Dr. Nelson's very interested in getting out a newsletter because we need better reach. You know, we've been almost like that Bill Pearl scenario, just training in his barn. We just sort of do our thing, and we don't spend a lot of time trying to uh, market necessarily. So people kind of find us, and then they make, you know, usually a nice comment on iTunes or something like that. But um, we, we, I need almost someone to do a little bit of the – social media managing stuff, you know, um, whether it's just help me remember to tweet the most recent episode or, you know, respond to somebody if they have a comment about the episode. Uh, It helps with that sense of community a little bit. And you never know how that can draw in new people, you know, so. Yeah, Yeah, so newsletter, newsletters and a a little, uh, little segment from Sean the intern, I think is one of the things we'll be doing this year. And newsletters are Man, they're they're give and take. It's I see so many that I've just unsubscribed from because you know there's one group in particular that I signed up to, and it was like almost daily. It's like they're sending me something like this is. If you're literally sending me information daily, it's not thought out. You know, right? It's got a marketing purpose. Once a month, you know, all you're doing is blasting me with crap, and at the bottom of it's something for sale. Yeah, I don't want that. I you know, drop me a line once a month. Or whatever, once a week, and and maybe I'll read it. So, but I mean, on these discussions, I mean, yeah, we get some good topics going. On. I mean, there's some going right now on on the Facebook page, and mm-hmm. you know, I can come in and drop a line or two, and then the community itself kind of keeps it going too. And yeah, so <clears throat> I try to do what I can on the Twitter side of things. I actually will use Twitter because it's too easy on my phone. You know, I can take a picture of something and then tweet it, or uh, if I've got a recent episode. Because let's face it, a lot of the benefit of podcasting is mobile. People can listen to it on their phone or plug in their phone into their car when they drive to work. You know, there's a lot of things you can do with audio that you can't do with video. Yeah. You know, and um, so I try to do what I can on the Twitter side, but most of our social media outlets, if people aren't familiar, whether it's Tumblr or, you know, Pinterest, or there's so many now. In, in a lot of these, we have a very cursory presence that basically just points to the website because I'm not maintaining all that shit. Yeah. You know, don't have the time. Like, you know, we have jobs. That's the other thing, too. I mean, Phil and I, we have real jobs. We have to earn yeah. a living, <laughs> you yeah, know. And yeah, exactly. A lot of the people that they make almost all of their living off the Internet, like you're saying, Phil, they're blasting shit out every single day. Most of it's pointless, and it's just marketing. Uh, like, how can you be the expert trainer of the stars if you're if you're sitting in front of your computer that often? Yeah, you, know? you have a post up literally every 10 minutes. You know, it's it, like you're not you're not doing anything. No, you got to wonder okay. about that, or how are you know you're <clears throat> such a science guru or something, or you know some of these journalists and stuff is like you're not actually in the lab collecting any data. You're not you're not real. I don't know. You're not what you know that that sort of celebrity status that people try to build uh, around people who are they're all about the internet. And if you're all about the internet, how are you really interacting with clients or collecting data or doing any of the kind of stuff that would actually give you the experience to make you real. Yeah, and that's where like my social media stuff of late has been. I just try and do that. It's little short videos or comments about my clients or yeah, yeah. Uh, because I am, you know, I'm putting in 16-hour days, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, amen. My social media presence has went down a lot, so it's that's what I can do. I can easily, oh, you know, Zach's going for a PR. Let's film that and throw it up real quick. Right. And, yeah, uh, it, it's part of your work yeah. rather than, right, just being all, – 
all of it's conceived online for yeah. the online community, and none of it's yeah. actual real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, One last that. thing uh, that I have written down. We've sort of visited this before, but um, why do you think podcasting is good uh, for powerlifters and bodybuilders? I mean, I know you were saying before that there's there's so much junk out there. Uh, people can be isolated, like we said. I mean, I've had listeners uh, actually write in and say, you know, I listen to you guys in my gym. I feel like you're lifting buddies. You know, yeah. you're like-minded people. Um, that's about all, all I can really come up with as far as bodybuilding and powerlifting. We're so separated probably in a lot of ways. Like you said, yeah, there's like 30 like of you said, guys, I mean, you know, in a city. Even though social media can make it feel like we're a big group, we're still pretty niche. There's a ton of people out there that I know that they're like – the only one in their town doing it, <clears throat> you know, and they're training in the garage by themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it gives the, it gives a connection. It gives you, you know, some, somebody like-minded to listen to. You know, for me, I actually listen to old episodes and, uh, or even recent, whatever, but I despise morning radio. You know, it's just people barking. It's just the conversations. I mean, I'm joking about we, this episode is pretty light in the conversation, but if you listen to regular local radio shows it's all like that like it, oh, yeah. it might be babbling on you know opinions about something that just happened in the news but there's really nothing of value especially to me as somebody who's interested in in training or nutrition you know and i think that's kind of the the big thing i could be in my car that may be one of the best places i listen um you know or i can go for a boring morning walk or do morning cardio and actually listen to something that keeps me more motivated you know because at least the talk is related to what i'm doing and not just gen pop garbage because the general media god like dr nelson said i barely watch it yeah oh yeah i don't yeah <laughs> we just i just don't anymore. i just i think maybe things are segmenting in the media quite a bit i mean there's a million different niches like ours with fairly separated listener groups mm-hmm. and people are sick of that you know, washed out top 40 mainstream crap. Yeah. You know, so. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, going back to the one before this, I mean, I think the thing that, you know, I can do more of that I need to do more of is I got to get caught up and get more of these guests on the show, you know, which is what I've done a lot in the past. It's, you know, we need to get more of the strength athletes. And I'm glad you brought that up. Phil, if listeners don't know, Phil has really been instrumental. Phil knows freaking everybody. Uh, in the power community and stuff, and partly from your past work, but also because yeah. of your athletic endeavors, you know. Yeah. So, I'll tr- I'll try to reach out to guys that I I know in the supplement world, or you know, obviously the academic stuff. And Phil's usually getting a lot of the the athletes and stuff. In the early days, I had really hoped that Fortress was going. Rob knows every freaking pro bodybuilder from the last yeah. thirty years, but Rob's so um, testy. Uh, so he just gets into it with some of them because he's like, I'm not going to chase you, bitch, you know, and then that's the yeah. end of that. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he even had that problem with Ed Cohen, and it was like, all right, let me take care of him. Yeah, I'll get him. yeah. And yet it's clear, <laughs> it's clear that they know each other, you know. Yeah. It's just, um, so, well, that's, you know, that's just Fortress. He, I, his, yeah. his whole life has been like that. He, he, he taught, you always hear this sort of boasting in the media, like uncompromising, like it's a good thing, but it's not always a good thing because Rob <laughs> is 100% uncompromising and you can, he gets himself in a lot, a lot of spats with people, Yeah, you know, it's just funny, so, but yeah, I'm, I want to get more of that going on. I think, you know, maybe a few of our, I, I like the listener questions ones. That's, you know, our first our first format, we had the ability to have questions live, and the bad thing was that the, the sound quality was horrible. Yeah. So, um, well, it was a conference like call. Shows. You know, yeah, it was a conference call. Hey, uh, in fact, Phil, I think one of the things that we might do is maybe we could have people like uh, tweet in during a show. You know, yeah. so I'm not afraid to tell people. You know, we record. Uh, at 9 a.m. Eastern on Saturday mornings, right? And we've been pretty consistent with this. In the past, we've done Thursday nights. There's been different times, but uh, it, so that'd be 8 a.m. Central. But, you know, maybe we create a general Twitter account and people can just tweet in, yeah. you know. Uh, but it's true. Also, when we started, yeah, uh, it didn't really work that well because yeah. not that many people were live at any moment. Yeah, uh, and I'd be af- almost afraid you'd get like the same dozen or two dozen people that were always there asking all the questions, you know, and that sort of thing. So that's why we do it with email now. Like but you're that. right; it is cool. It has a cool aspect to it. Yeah. So, so. All right. Well, good stuff. So yeah. that's going to be it for this week. Uh, like I said, we've got some things coming up here with the social media. Um, we'll have Sean the intern on a little bit. Um, yeah, and then we'll just have to talk about some uh, additional guests. So. 
Thanks, everybody. Hey, listeners, have you seen the store at ironradio.org? There are three halls in the store, one for Phil, one for Fortress, and one for myself, Dr. Lowry, and they're thematic. So you can go into our Halls of Iron store and choose based on your goal. If you need something to learn or read or something nutritional, you can look in my store, uh, Lonnie's store. If you want something about injury prevention uh, or competition, then take a look at Phil's Hall of Iron. And if you want something about motivation or daily training, Fortress's Hall has what you're looking for. There are some fun, heroic descriptors uh, as you browse through the stores. We try to make it a little more fun than the average boring online store. And whether you're a novice lifter or someone more experienced, you can take heart that you're not wasting your time. The things that we put in each hall of iron are actually based on our own recommendations. Protein powders that we know to be good, uh, knee sleeves, wraps of some kind, things that Fortress uses in his own training. Uh, the stuff you, you see, you know is good. This way you don't waste time. So check out the Iron Radio store at ironradio.org. And um, let us know what you think on the forums. And certainly you can request products and we will uh, screen them before they go in. So thanks for listening. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding. Um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.